Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Now, before I jump into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, where I will be talking about the new and noteworthy section, if you are a brand new podcaster or somebody starting out, you may have gotten a little obsessed with this little section. So I'm going to tell you a bit about how you get into it and why it might not be the way that you have been told before. But before before I do that, I just wanted to mention that my course, Pod School, is now open for enrolments. I have just come out of being knee deep in screen capture software and keynote slides for the last two months. I feel like a little mole opening my little eyes to the light, stepping out and thinking, oh, that's right, this is what the world looks like. But there is so much more content in the course. I have updated everything, all of the videos, added new bonuses. You can check out everything that is included in the course and sign up to hear more at podschool.com.au. So please check it out. And if you are thinking about starting your podcast and you're like, you know what, there is no better time than these isolation times when I am not going to be getting on a plane to go anywhere overseas for the foreseeable future. Maybe it's time to buy myself a little microphone and get that podcast I've been wanting to do started. So if that is you, then please head to podschool.com.au. And I would love to see you inside the course. And funnily enough, actually, as I was preparing for this episode, I wanted to take a little screenshot of new and noteworthy and saw one of my delightful pod school students in that new and noteworthy section. So the course does work, I promise. So new and noteworthy, goodness gracious, a lot of people around the interwebs promising that they know how to get you into that features section. And I just wanted to dispel a few myths to begin with. The first is that you can trick an algorithm to get your show into that section. You can't. The features section of Apple Podcast is curated. So those carousels that you see with rotating images and the front page where you've got the new and noteworthy section, that is all put together by Apple. So the idea that you can release multiple episodes to trick yourself into that section is not actually true. Of course, more downloads, more ratings, more reviews, more subscribers is always going to make your show much more appealing to Apple when they're thinking about who to feature. But this idea of dropping multiple episodes, if it doesn't make sense for the content of your show and it would make much more sense for you to just release regular weekly episodes, then I would encourage you to do things that way. The thinking behind dropping multiple episodes when you are first launching your podcast was based off a few things. The first was this terrified panic that you only have eight weeks to get your show into new and noteworthy. Now, if you have just a quick peruse of the section, you'll know that that is actually BS because there are plenty of shows in there that have been around for a long time. It is a mixture of new shows and also ones that Apple think are noteworthy. So the reason that I would suggest that it's a good idea to try and get into new and noteworthy later on in your podcast is that more often than not, your beginning episodes, if you are a brand new podcaster, are not going to be as good as the ones that you are rolling through in a few months' time. So don't feel like if you don't get in that new and noteworthy section when you start, that all is lost. And also understand that it actually might be better for you to get in that section a little bit later when you've had a bit more time to find your groove, when you've got a lot of social proof there from people who've left ratings and reviews. So if people find your show there, there'll be heaps of reviews that say, hey, this is awesome and we love it. That can be a good time to get into a section like new and noteworthy. The idea of having multiple episodes and dropping those and it pushing you into a features section, the thinking 
behind that was that if you have three times the episodes, you'll get three times the downloads. Now, that assumes that people are, A, subscribed to your show, or if they find your show in, in New and Noteworthy, they listen to all three episodes at once, and so you get triple the downloads. Most people won't be subscribed to you early on in those days, and if you are subscribed to a show, you will only get those downloads if people have selected the option to automatically download new episodes, which not everybody has. So this idea of dropping multiple episodes, I just think actually if it doesn't make much sense to the content of your podcast, so you're dropping four episodes and it doesn't really make much sense to do them all in one go and you're trying to trick an algorithm when in reality you should be trying to trick John or whatever the name of the uh, person who's behind that features section is, then it's really a better idea just to release your show on a weekly schedule, promote it and focus on the content and the quality of what you're putting out. The other reason that you shouldn't kind of put all of your eggs in the new and noteworthy basket is that gosh, I don't want to break this to you, but it doesn't often make much of a difference. What I find new and noteworthy most useful for is the comms around a show. So if you are looking for a new advertiser, it's a great thing to say my show was chosen by Apple to be featured in the new and noteworthy section. It gives some credibility to your show. It's great to say as seen on new and noteworthy on your website. It can just help to build up that sense of quality around your show. It often doesn't have a huge impact on numbers. Usually the sections I find that that are most useful in terms of increasing the number of listeners that you get is the iTunes charts and the carousel, the features carousel up the top. But even then, we're not talking 50,000 new listeners. And I think it can be very easy when you are starting out and you're thinking, gosh, I don't have any listeners yet and I'm trying to build things to really obsess about these sections when actually it's not going to move the needle that much. And it's certainly not worth compromising what you're doing to try and get into to these feature sections when they maybe won't move the needle that much. So how do you get featured? The first way is by having a good show. I know what you wanted me to say was just by calling this number and John will answer and you tell John to shove your show in new and noteworthy. But you need to think about that section as Apple Podcast Storefront. They are basically saying these are the shows that we think you should check out and they're never going to do that for shows that aren't high quality. And by high quality, I mean in every aspect. You need to be thinking about the content that you're delivering. Does it serve the needs of an audience? Are you really delivering it in a way that people will respond to? Have you thought about your logo and the way that your show looks? Have you paid a lot of attention to the audio quality of your podcast and does it sound really good? All of these things are very important when it comes to being featured in something like New and Noteworthy or any of the features sections in Apple. It's also important that you adhere to Apple's best practice guidelines. So some of those things include not keyword stuffing your title. So the title of my show, Pod School, Apple just wants it to be Pod School. They don't want it to be Pod School dash the podcasting show that'll give you podcasting tips for a successful podcast because I'm just trying to shove the word podcast in as many times in the hopes that people searching for a show about podcasts might come across mine. In fact, Apple have been known to take shows down off their platform for keyword stuffing in their titles. They also don't want you to put words like episode and bonus and trailer into the titles of each individual episode. They want you to do that in the back end of your podcast host. So little things like that can just help your show look more 
more appealing because they're hardly going to set these podcast guidelines and then feature shows that don't adhere to those things. So make sure you're across that. And finally, you can submit your show to be featured in the Apple Features section. Often if you are doing quite well and you're starting to grow an audience and your show's sounding really good, it might actually be possible to contact your podcast host and see if they might consider putting you forward for feature as well. I've done that in the past as well as um, submitting it individually. You know, Apple get a lot of submissions. So anything that you can do to maybe get your show in front of them and obviously all of the podcast hosts do have a relationship with Apple. So it can be a good idea to reach out to them and see if they can step in on your behalf. Like I said, you don't have to race and get this done in the first eight weeks of your show. So there's nothing wrong with really getting into the groove of your podcast, promoting it well, trying to slowly build an audience and starting to get some traction and then reaching out to your podcast host and saying, hey, do you mind putting in a good word with Apple uh, for me or submitting it yourself? So do not be tricked by people who are telling you that there are ways to just scam the system. With anything in podcasting, I know it's boring in this time of like, we want everything to happen in five seconds, but the only way to truly be successful is to chip away at it long term, to promote your podcast consistently, to consistently turn up for your listeners, to deliver high quality content, you know, to guest on other shows. I've got an episode that talks all about ways to promote your podcast that can help to grow an audience. But, you know, it really is a slow, slow burn and you will slowly build an audience, slowly build a following and things will really grow from there. And obviously you don't just have one chance to get featured in New and Noteworthy. My pod schooler who was featured just recently, she didn't contact Apple at all. She was just found by them because she's been getting some good reviews and some good subscribers. So Apple are always looking out for new shows and canvassing what's coming up and seeing what's getting some good traction. So anything that you can do to grow your subscriber and your listener base is always a good thing. But at the base of everything, you just need a damn good show. Now, if you need a little bit more help with your podcast, please pop along to podschool.com.au and you can find out more about my online podcasting course there, my brand new Podschool 2.0, which has nearly killed me. (laughs) But it is out in the world and I couldn't be happier to get it into your hands and see what you do with it. I will see you next week. And until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today. 